seen that creepy bloodsucker liked the way me sister tastes. Now, we... No, that that came out wrong. Um, we'll, we'll just get back around to that part of the story in a bit. Um, Berda, Lou, and I had already spent a bit of time searching for Brim's whereabouts with varied success, of course, but not a one of us were willing to give in. We knew we could find our quarry if we just persisted. And I know it may seem a bit irrational to be hunting down someone who even Henry were wary of. But there were precedents set when it came to me and killing. I was good at it. I had a nasty past when it came to getting vengeance. That's why I knew that I couldn't quite trust myself to be level-headed, just rushing into things. So, it were good. I had Nika along for moral support, I as well as just in general kicking arse. Even... If I was still a bit awkward in my younger days. But heading into No Holds Barred, I was about to discover my first bit of fortune. Before that, though, let's get back to Birda and Lou. They were in that dark basement thing, and Birda had just been attacked. Blood spurts just as Lou descends the stairs. Let's roll initiative. Eleven. Five. All right. The vampire, as you're in shock Mm -hmm. from this bite, still grappling you, attempts to drag your body backwards, back toward the crates behind the stacked barrels. So I need yet another athletics contest. This will be whether or not you stand your ground. Mm-hmm. Even if you succeed, though, he still will have you grappled. Right, okay. <laughs> I'm rolling really well, maybe because I'm using my black and crimson dice from Roll with Advantage. That's <laughs> rollwithadvantage.au. <laughs> Andrew Taylor cut that. <laughs> no, definitely keep it. it. <laughs> I, got a, I got an eight. Oh, no. I'm rolling so, so poorly. poorly. It's not that I'm doing stuff I'm bad at. I just am rolling really bad. So, Taylor, this looks super creepy to Lou. Like, you basically just watch as he 
unlatches his mouth from Berta's neck and his eyes have gone from that blue to speckled red to like they're glazed over with red and his skin is just pallid white and he sees you and then keeping eye contact with you as he he just backs away at an inhuman speed back toward the barrels so he is going to get back there and his action was to drag you with him he's then kind of in the shadows so he's behind cover i'm gonna say full cover because berta's body is in front of him and then to his side are the stacked barrels we then go to i believe berta you look and he's taking you to some kind of it looks like a cut out door again in the stone wall here hidden by the stacks of barrels. I don't like that at all. No. It's bad. It feels real bad. <laughs> it's really bad. Yeah. Your mustache is tingling with bad <laughs> negative vibes here. Your, your stashy stash, sense. sense. <laughs> your cold mustache sense. Mustache. Mustache your question. <laughs> Okay, so can I use my action to attempt to escape? Yes, Would that you may. be a whole action to do that? Yes, that is your action to attempt to escape. You can either use athletics or acrobatics. Okay, we're going to go acrobatics and sweet Jesus, please. 23. Okay. The vampire. <laughs> At least vampire spawn. Uh-huh. Could be a vampire. Uh-huh. We don't know. He reaches back to grab a hanging ring, right? To then push the door in. As he only has one hand on you, blood rushes back to your head after the blood loss. And you're able to think critically and you're like, I cannot be in this situation. Mm -hmm. You grab his hand and spin off of him. You don't do any harm to him, but you, you push him so that he kind of falls a little bit through that now open stone door. Mm -hmm. So that was your action. You still have a movement. I'm just going to sprint back. Do I see Lou? Uh, give me a yet? perception check because he was coming down very stealthily. 19. Yeah. You look behind you toward the stairs and there you see your backup at that. Lou, what are you doing? Yeah, I'm charging forward, pulling my long sword. I've got it in both hands and I'm racing at him, blade out in front, coming in for a stab. Right. At this guy at yeah. the doorway. Berta is racing around you, running to get back toward the stairs, and you come past her, rushing toward him. Give me that attack. That's 16. That hits. 23 points of damage. I come in hard with the blade straight at its sternum. Oh! <laughs> okay, that's perfect. You stab him through the gut, and your sword buries into the stone a little bit like it finds a small space between the stone and almost gets stuck there literally he vomits blood out at you and blood is dripping down his chin and his chest he says who the fuck are you and I take my blade and I rip it sideways through his body with my second attack 21 that hits 
10 points of damage that time as I slice the blade outward through his gut. He hisses. That ends your turn, correct? Yeah, I use my other 15 feet of movement to say, I'm the end of you. And you release your blade. Are you stepping back with that 15 feet? Or you're saying like, I just take this moment to say that. I just take that moment to say that. Perfect. As you tear the blade out of his flesh, there's this gaping wound along his stomach and his side. He hisses at you and leaps up. The door has now swung open. He crawls along the ceiling backwards into this new tunnel. Okay, that's not what I wanted. (laughs) (laughs) He just skitters away into the darkness. Oh, man. Kaloon, you've just walked into No Holds Barred. You hear a voice, old friend. I immediately jump into the shadows and pull out a dagger and try to stealth. <laughs> nice. Give me a roll. A good one, though. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, have you ever heard of a 29 stealth? <laughs> oh, nice. I got plus 10 and I rolled a 19. Uh, Give me an insight check on top of that. You disappeared. People who've seen you before forgot what you looked like. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Another 19 on insight. So probably 19. (laughs) (laughs) You were like, dang, this is going to be 19. It's still 19. With a 19, you jump into the shadow pulling a dagger like you're on the edge anxiety, adrenaline pumping. But after you have a moment to collect yourself, you realize this is Rudy's voice. Okay. Oh, where'd you... Kowloon? <laughs> yeah, and as soon as he says my name, like, out loud and loudly, I'm assuming he's in the street outside the door? No, he's actually inside. He's behind the desk. There is a small oil oh. lamp dimly lit. I go, shh, and I sh- quickly shut the door. And it's like, people do not know I'm back. Oh, terribly sorry. And as you step out of the shadows, you see a more gangly. He has a larger hooked nose, kind of Ichabod Crane style. He's got like a ponytail back and it's a tailored suit, but you can tell it's like his only one. Yeah, pretty worn. Exactly. Yes. I went to your place and I definitely remembered where you live and you weren't there. So that explains that. um. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no worries. Um. Yeah, well, Theodore, who lives across the street, he came over as soon as he saw a group of folks come in through the front door, of course, after closing, so he was pretty worried. But when I got here, I saw your note. Hey, well, um, there's a few things we need to talk about. Uh, sure. Also, uh, well, first, how you been, Rudy? I've been good. It's a delight to see you. May I give you a Excellent. hug? Excellent. All right. Um. So, oh, yes. I, yeah, sure. Yeah, we can hug. That's fine. <laughs> Great. Oh, it's so wonderful yeah. to see uh, you. You too, buddy. It's It's been quite some time. A lot has happened. How tall is Rudy? He's like five foot five. Nice. Oh, okay. Yeah, so not that, like maybe an inch or two taller than yeah, Colleen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'd love to catch up at some point in time. Right now, we're in... Kind of a pinch here. Mm. In, uh, anyway, we need to get some Are you still adventuring then? Um, I, I also have kind of been roped into some type of water, I suppose. Hmm. Not much of a soldier, but, you know. Yeah, I wouldn't have begged you for that, but um, to each their own. 
I, yeah, it's been a crazy year. Trust me. So listen, Rudy, I guess first before we get into the serious stuff, I need you to send about 100 gold a month to the Abbey in Pinton. Oh. Specifically for their orphans. That's mighty kind of you. I, there's a good reason, and I'll probably tell you later, but now's not sure. the time. Huh. I also have a list. I laid that down beside the note. I don't know if you saw it. I uh, didn't have time to explain it in the note, though. No, yes, I did see that. Thought it was kind of strange, just a full list of names, but uh, glad you're here to explain. All right. Uh, those are the names of all the children mm-hmm. at the orphanage. I need you to send some toys and some instruments, uh, the instruments with their names on them. At this point, he's gone to the desk, found an inkwell, got mm. a quill, licks it, and then puts it in the inkwell, and he's, he starts scribbling down just notes to keep up. Yeah, uh, to the orphanage. Uh, specifically, send a set of bagpipes to the name there, uh, Calvin. And he circles Calvin and writes a note, Wait. bagpipes. Wow, these are very specific instructions. You've really had some time to think. Uh, it's been a journey. Okay. Down to breast talks here. Sure. You ready? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm a, a little bit tired, but uh, lay it on me. It's been a long time. I'm happy to see you, Colleen. Now I'm going to establish canon that's really going to help me out. <laughs> I know you, Rudy, and I know you have an ear for the happenings in this city. I can, yes. Where be Brim Corrin? Huh. <laughs> you guys like that? Like, what is that? Rudy. <laughs> I, did, I trapped I trapped Andrew to tell him the information. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> he says, look, you've obviously got a lot going on. Why don't we speak in the office? Uh, sure. I... And he takes out the ring of keys and he goes over and unlocks the door that's right behind the desk. Mm-hmm. And that swings open to. I go over and lock the front door before I go in the office. Cool. Sorry. Good. No, you're fine. You go in, he lights another small lamp in there, and he says, well, business has been really good, actually. I must show you. And he goes to the wall, takes a portrait of Ivan Barley Barrel, and he he like opens it as it swings out on a hinge. He begins to dial a safe, and he finally like opens it up. There's just three layers of gold bars. He says... I've been saving this up uh, for your cut. Uh, of course, the coins were too much to keep. Didn't have a large enough safe. Don't really trust the banks these days as it's being uh, run by the Popkins. You know how I feel about them. Uh, I, yeah, it only gets worse, trust me. Interesting. All I'll say, easy to pull the hundred a month from this here. You're uh, still left over with a good 600 gold, though. Oh, I, in fact, yeah, go ahead and send half of that. Absolutely. I can do that. I'll have to use some of this, of course, for the instruments and the manufacturing. Sure. Uh, In fact, spend the other half on this, and I pull out my diagram of how to make bagpipes. That was my next question before we move on to the insane question you asked uh, after that, and uh, was how we were going to make these Perfect. And he takes the paper from you and he pulls out some spectacles and in the firelight, like, yes, I believe this could work. How, uh, how pray tell did you come up with the specifics on this? Well, I've been using mine and I, you know, I see, see, I found them. You I, got them back. I did indeed. Oh, 
Kowloon, they glorious were day. Surprisingly easy to find in a very surprising place, but um, <sighs> it's as if some form of deific entity had aligned things just for you. I, yeah, it's literally as though I was doing something completely different, and then there they were. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes the best things in life are a surprise. I so I've been playing these for a while, and it's just I. I've been thinking and tinkering around with some ideas of how to replicate uh, exactly what this is. So there it is, diagram of how to make bagpipes. A miracle it is. Now, your last question. The pirate captain Brim Corin. Aye. May I ask why you're interested in him? Do you really want to know? Maybe... Perhaps not. You keep alluding to it being a long year, and I may just take you on your word for it. Does I, that sound like the best route? Sounds like it. I, oh, and also, don't tell anyone you know this information, and don't tell anyone you know I'm back or asking about him. Absolutely not. I must say, though, Grunyar has been back in town. I've heard. He came through just a few days ago, set his stuff up in his bedroom, and has been meandering about the city. Haven't seen him, though, for the past day. That being said, thought that was important. I will now get to your question about the Brim Corrin. The rumors about town is that he's taken up some form of position alongside of the Vipers. Mm. Now... He used to be working closely with uh, that Sir Quincy. But word has reached the city that Sir Quincy is no more. Many persons are missing after the ship battle of Lake Fainor, and the Crown has already done some work to paint this as much of a... They're trying to use it to stoke hatred toward the Resistance. Aye. So... All that being said, yes, that, that Brimcorn. Was a tough battle. You were there. I was. I. I'm sorry. Who? Thank you. Who? Uh, who may I ask? Were you fighting for? Again, a question you may not want to know the answer to. But let's just say, if you are misaligned with the Popkins, we might be in favorable standing with each other. Understood. I believe the best place for myself as a businessman is to remain neutral on the matter. So why I left this in your hands? I... Smart decision on your behalf. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Colin kind of preens a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> now, I will say, I heard word of this Captain Brim Corin from a local source. He may have much more to tell. Aye, who is this person? Yes. He's a scurvy fellow, if you catch my drift. He runs the Barrel and Barley Brewery. Hmm. Aye, his name's uh, Ezric. An old captain he was. Been running the brewery now for quite some time. You may be able to catch him, as they have uh, quite the night scene there. Ah, I've been many places already tonight, but I suppose one more stop won't do me any worse. All right, fine. I will go see Ezric. Where do you think he is about this time of night? He'll be at the brewery, running the uh, night shifts. As the owner and proprietor, he likes to uh, mingle with his patrons. He's a well-known figure about town. 
All right, then. Um, a friend of mine, Nika, is sleeping upstairs. Uh, she can be very frightening in demeanor if she thinks you're a threat. So just play it cool. And she is an awesome person. Just mention my name. Tell her you're running the shop for me and everything will be cool. You know, in fact, I feel like you've got a good handle on things here. Glad to see everything safe. What bandits coming into this shop. I'm going to go ahead and take my leave now, if you don't mind, Mr. Colloon. That is a great idea. I... Well, boss, it was great seeing you. You too, Rudy. And yeah, I'll give him another hug. Yeah. Aww. Look, uh, if you need anything, don't hesitate to write or stop by. Yes, I'll just be at home, which you know where it's at, right? Hey, uh, Justin, we do have that on record right here in the shop. Oh, yes, of course. We Excellent. always we keep uh, an address book with all the employees. Yeah, uh, it just reminded me to make sure that that's in there. From um, payroll and all that. It's in the top left drawer. Hey, well, listen, it's best you don't get involved in this anyway. You're doing plenty enough for me as is, so thank you. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure and an honor. I'm I, not dying. Good Lord. <laughs> It seems like you're going off on uh, all sorts of adventures, though. Oh, I, yeah, I won't be back for a while, probably. Yeah, I figured as much. Totally okay with me. I I just exert life into this work, and it's uh, it gives back tenfold. Good to hear. Have a good night, buddy. You we'll as well. You as you're locking up, you're like, all right, I'm, I got to go, you know, kind of thing. So you quickly uh, part ways as you head in the direction of the barrel and barley. barley. Right? Yeah. Barrel and barley brew. Yeah, it really does feel like it should be barley and barrel, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like probably. I think yeah, I think that's why I've said it a couple of times and been yeah, barrel. <laughs> yeah. Barrel. That's why it's not though. Yeah, no, I because it yeah. sounds like it should be that way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. The creature has just skittered into the darkness. Lou, you stand there in the doorway. Berta, you stand behind. Technically, you have the next action. Mm -hmm. You have this chance to decide to chase this thing further down the tunnel, stand your ground here, wait a bit, or head back to no holds barred. Quickly, I'm just like, are you all right? What the fuck was that? Uh, I don't know. It looked like a vampire. It fucking bit me. You okay? I, I don't know. I decide if he knows anything about Brim, he certainly didn't tell me. I'm sorry. That was stupid of me. I thought he actually knew something. That's fine. You, you did great. Listen, you got me in here. Do you feel okay? I feel a little less vibrant than I usually do, but I... Okay, hang here for a second. I'm going to run in here real quick. I'm oh. not going to go far. I don't think that's a good idea. Why not? I, I, you, just, you fucking bit me! I know, but I got to see where this tunnel goes. Well, you're not going to let you go in there alone. Okay, well, do you feel okay? Can you stand? Yeah, I'll be fine. All right. Bad worse. Sounds good. Let's go. Perfect. Open right. that door. You two start stealthily charging in there. Okay. <laughs> charging stealthily. <laughs> What's your passive stealth? Just kidding. Okay. You begin to stealthily move through. Weapons at the ready. Give me a survival check, either of you or both, to track the thing on the ceiling. 16. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> All right. You, with the 16, are able to track the claw marks as they grip onto the ceiling and continue forward. It is dark in here. I believe you have dark vision. Do you have dark vision? I think dwarves, think dwarves do. do. Dwarves yeah. do yep. yeah. Are you taking any torch, though, or are you using your dark vision? Just using dark vision. Okay. 
you move into the darkness, this tunnel. It looks like it was intentionally built. It is of a different make than the basement you just moved out of, where it was like lane stone. It looks like it was carved and polished with intention, with trim on the side, almost like handrail at handrail level. There are designs etched into some of the parts of the walls. It looks old, though, and so parts of it are cracked and chipped from the weight of stone above. As you head in about 30 feet, you suddenly come to a large circular opening. There is a sewer grate letting in moonlight from above. You hear the chatter of the Saddleside pub. You realize This is the same diameter and same size as the public square, Mm, but underground. From here, there's a tunnel that leads left and there is a tunnel that leads right. The same size leading to this square. Survival checks to investigate slash directionally understand where everything is. I think if if I recognize this as the public square, I'm pretty sure I know where to go. Okay, yeah, just give me that survival check still to track. Nine. I got a 15. Yay! Mediocre! Keep that dice, keep that dice. (laughs) Don't throw that one back. back. (laughs) So just as you're gaining just an intuition of like, Oh, I hear the saddle side people coming from up and behind, maybe? Mm -hmm. Then that would be north. So to my right would be west, and to my left would be east. Like, just as you're compiling that, Berta, you are looking at the wall, and from the ceiling of the tunnel that you just walked through, Mm -hmm. you see that it connects to the side of the wall, because in here, the the ceilings are higher vaulted. Mm -hmm. There are buttresses leading up to that circular sewer drain at the top, and the sewer drain isn't like a ton of light coming through. Mm -hmm. It looks pretty compact, like it would take a lot to escape through that. You notice, though, that the tracks of the vampire go along the wall toward the tunnel to the right. Fucker went to the right? Yeah, I guess that's way the way to the Viper's headquarters. Are we sure he's working for the Vipers? I know he had the outfit on, but... I don't know. What did he tell you? Not much at all. Just suspicious about who I was and what I wanted to know. Well... With your insight check earlier, you had surmised, like, he's some kind of militia mm-hmm. and even if he's not specifically a Viper, could have connections to the Vipers because Vipers are more roguish, stealthy type knights. Mm -hmm. He looked to fit that description. Well, one way or the other, it's the best lead we have. I don't know if it's going to lead us anywhere, but... Either way, that way is definitely toward the headquarters. Okay, all right. Should we gain more information or should we go back? I kind of want to see what's down that tunnel. I'm a little apprehensive, but if our hour is not out, then let's go. Okay. And we head to the right. Kal'un, you make it across town. It doesn't take very long. There's actually a side road that's a straight shot from right close to No Holds Barred to Barrel and Barley Brewery. Just as you're making your way, you hear someone running behind you. I will again attempt to stealth. I'm gonna, yeah. Yeah. Go jump, for it. Jump into some darkness and stealth. Uh, 20 total. You hear, just as you jump into the shadows, 
what did what and you see nika like running kind of like rubbing at her oh. eyes with her gear and looking around for you so as soon as i realize it's nika i step out of the shadows and like nika oh jeez oh, <laughs> sorry you I, are so sneaky <laughs> well you know it's one of my best traits if i don't say so myself you can't say so yourself so anyway um you just i thought did. she'd still be sleeping no it's uh, it's been about an hour so, yeah, I heard you talking and was able to uh, slip out the door. Oh, excellent. Well, um, you didn't happen to remember to leave a note, did you? No. No, yeah, me neither. Oh, well, uh, they'll figure it out. It's fine. I can't write common anyway. I can barely speak it oh. very well. Well, I think you're doing just fine. Thank you. Hi. Um, you're so nice. Uh, you are too. You are too. Yeah, this is a thing we got going on here. Um, let's uh, <laughs> let's let's keep going then. Huh? Yeah, where are you heading? I'm heading to the. Um, now it might sound like it's supposed to be said the other way, but is the Barrel and Barley Brewery? That sounds fine to me. Huh, okay, um, makes complete sense. <laughs> all right, yeah, um, me too. All right, let, let's just uh, let's head that way. Sure, yeah, I can totally help. Well, what have the others discovered as you guys are walking? I don't know. They weren't there when I got back. Yeah, I did not see them either. Yeah, my friend Rudy, though, the one open in the shop. I might have to introduce you if we have time later. I did hear another hey. voice. Was that who that was? Hey, it was. Yeah, he's a great guy. Great guy. Very good. I can't wait to meet him. Yeah. Um. So anyway, um, here we are. Yeah, as yeah, as you're walking and you quickly approach the brewery again, there is a din of noise coming from inside. There's no outdoor seating at this place, but the smoky windows shed light on the crowds inside. All right, uh, I hold the door open. Say after you. Oh, thank you. What a gentleman. I call him Preens again. <laughs> He's had a lot of reason to preen tonight. Yeah, and you guys walk in. It's rather full. There is pipe tobacco smoke hanging in the air. This is more of an establishment rather than like a pub, right? And gotcha. so you're looking around similar seating to the professor's house that you were in, like high back chairs around circle tables. If there are booths, there's kind of that red velvet lining again and you see the bar built into the wall and standing behind it is a man with a large white beard it's held into three different sections almost like three ponytails but he's got a crew cut on top just super nice combed back and he's talking to one of the patrons back and forth and here i'll just show you a. oh that's a cool guy that's a dapper man. Yeah, I mean, that's a fantasy mentor player for sure. Yeah. NBC for sure. <laughs> he gives a look of a raised eyebrow, his white mustache he pulls at as you walk through the front doors. Oh, there. How are you today? He takes a drink and sets it down, leaving the conversation with the patron, and wanders over and says, Oi, welcome to uh, Barley and Fuck! <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Barley and fuck. That's it's raw. Welcome to Barley and fuck. You're looking for barrel and barley? That's the next door brewery. That's what it looks like when you roll a natural one on your intelligence Yeah, yeah that's true. Remember what the name is. Welcome to okay. Barley and fuck. You're here for the barley or the fuck? <laughs> Both? <laughs> All right. He takes a sip of his drink, sets it down, walks to the middle. He puts both hands on the bar and leans over and says, Hey, welcome to the Barrel and Barley Brewery. Can I get you all something to drink? My friend here might want something. I'm good for now. And Nika, like, stretches and yawns behind you. Yes, do you have any yolk sauce? (sighs) And he gets a quizzical look. And he looks down at his menu, and there's literally three panels in front of him, like three panels of parchment of different types of cocktails, whiskey drinks, you know, gin drinks, everything you could imagine. And he's almost baffled at this request, and (laughs) he wipes some sweat, and he says, Well, uh, young lady, I don't believe I've ever heard of a yolk sauce. Ah, that's okay. Whiskey will do. He's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> uh, and uh, how did you all uh, happen to happen upon this establishment? I, uh, well, I heard of a name I feel like I might be wishing to talk to. Uh, you heard of a man named Ezrik? You're speaking to the man himself. Ezrik. Yes, take a seat here at the bar. Well, in that case, I will take a drink. Thank you. Of course. And what can I get you? I'll take a hump and rhino, please. Wow. It's right here on the menu. <laughs> here, let me... Wait. Oh, we'll do the first new luck. Okay, so roll me a luck. Roll me a d20. Before you roll it, choose high or low. High. And choose even or odds. Even. So you're looking for high and even. Let's see what you get. Two. That's low, but, but it's even. even. So... He looks at the menu, and there are a few drinks that some of the condensation has been, has rubbed some of the ink off, and he goes, I know exactly what you're looking for. (laughs) And he takes a few bottles off the wall, picks out an orange, and he begins to shave that, throws a bunch of stuff in the shaker, and pours the drink into a tall, a skinny cylinder, but tall. Pours, like a rhino horn. Yeah, and pours pours the drink over. Uh, he takes the citrus, lights a tinder stick, and fire comes off of it as he lays it on top after dousing the rim, and he hands it to you. Uh, there is the humpin' rhino. Hi. Thank Hippo. you. Whatever it was you fucking asked it for. It might have been Dino. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, <laughs> an old Lock Island favorite of mine. So, uh, listen, Ezric, um, is there a place you and I might talk in private? Hmm. Uh, roll me a, if not persuasion, just a general charisma, just to see how he, the vibe he gets off of you. Uh, that's going to be a nine. Totally. The bro rolled a nine. Bro! So it's Whoa. like neutral, right? Okay. Uh, may I ask what about? Um, let's call it a uh, potential business arrangement. To this, he smiles and says, uh, 
I, you, and your associate, uh, may come and speak with me for a while. I believe I have someone who can stand in for me. And he points to a door at the end of the bar, says, oh, just meet me back there. Give me about a minute or so. Hey. And so he goes, sets up the bar with someone else. And after a minute or two, he walks through the swinging door that leads into this area. It looks like not an office area, but like a private room that people could book. And nobody's in there at the moment. He's got a big cigar that he's got hanging from his mouth. And as he sits down at the table with you all, takes another tinder stick and lights it. And no, what, uh, what type of business are we talking here? Just try to relax. These folks really know what they're doing. I promise. Okay. Sure. Sure. Yeah. It's just, you know, I, uh, I've never gotten a massage from a giant toad before. No offense. Well, you were lucky because Arthur's work is a rarity. They have clients lined up for months. I had to summon a mule of seven swarms of locusts to get us to the front. Yeah. Well, they are very skilled. I can... Oh, I can tell. Welcome back, everyone. I'm going to try to make this... Quick. Oh, my God. So, hope you are enjoying yourselves. This episode is heaps of fun and full of all the right kinds of creepy, am I right? I mean, crazy underworld vampires are weird. Vantires? I said crazy underworld vantires. All right, but you're on thin ice. (sighs) Anyway... Anyway, remember that one shot we streamed on Twitch? Well, part two is now available on Patreon. Join today and you can see the second part of our mysterious pirate quest to a part of the Chasm Sea that is full of unknown danger, and you can catch me in my first time playing as a rogue. Super fun. Getting a little stab-stab at my D&D games is something I should really do more often. Oh, God! Oh, oh. wow. Oh, my God. My back feels great now. Arthur, you genius. Told you. Other than that, enjoy yourselves, y'all. It is springtime, finally. Which is weird in February. Soccer season. Everything seems to be blooming here in Nashville. And I know a lot of our friends up north are dealing with a crazy amount of cold and nastiness. And to you, I say, please stay safe, stay warm, and more importantly, stay rowdy. Speaking of staying rowdy, let's hear a quick word from Andrew. Hello, everyone. Andrew here. Um... I think canonically I am still stuck in the plane train station, but while I'm here, I got a chance to get outside and go for a little hike, but I was feeling really groggy right before, and I recalled that I had drank some vending machine coffee, and you know, that kind of got me through the morning, but by the time I wanted to go for this little walk outside in the beautiful abyss on the obsidian shores, I wasn't really feeling up to it. But then, I reached into my pocket and pulled out this little 
two ounce elixir that helps make you more productive, focused, and less stressed due to their nootropics, natural ingredients, and mushrooms. That's right, I'm talking about Magic Mind, a new magic potion drink available to take on the daily. And I have to tell you, I'm now on week uh, four, I think, of taking this stuff, and I can tell when I haven't taken it. Now, I know personally that budget can always be a big deal, and that's why our 20% off for your subscription, in fact, match with the subscription, the 20% off is like way better than even just the one-time purchase makes such a big impact. It's how I've been able to stay subscribed to Magic Mind. So let me tell you a little bit more about the drink uh, yet again. I have noticed that I feel uh, more awake and alert without the jitters uh, after my morning coffee, which is so nice. The jitters just kind of add to my anxiety. Not good. I've also noticed that I don't have a after lunch caffeine crash right around two o'clock after eating lunch, which for me, I do after school programming for youth (laughs) and two o'clock is when the kids are showing up. That's when I got to be on. So thank you to Magic Mind for helping me feel focused and not anxious about my daily task list. And let me tell you about some of the awesome stuff that comes within these little shots. There's matcha, lion's mane, turmeric, ashwagandha, and so much more. Now that you've heard my story about how I got to go on this beautiful walk along the obsidian beach and look up into the sky and you know what quite a bit of time passed when I looked up into the sky and saw a black void but we won't think too much about that instead head over to www.magicmind.co forward slash chasm quest and get up to 56% off your subscription with our code Stay Rowdy, S-T-A-Y-R-O-W-D-Y. And for all one-time purchases, this same code will get you 20% off your order. Simply enter the code Stay Rowdy, all one word, at checkout, and you'll be that much closer to improving your daily life with Magic Mind. Nice. All right, y'all. I think that's really it for me. So let's get back to the episode. See ya. Hey, am I supposed to have mushrooms popping up all over my body? Yeah, I think so. Hmm. Cool. No. What, uh, what type of business are we talking here? Well, first, I do no haggle. How much is a bar of gold worth? 150 gold. I'm going to offer you a bar of gold, a full 150 gold, for information that you have to agree now to not give to anyone else and to not say who's asking, or that I'm even asking in the first place. <coughs> like, as soon as you said a gold bar, right, he had, he'd been taking another puff and kind of goes into a soft coughing fit and... <clears throat> That is some real gold you're talking about. Aye. 
and I have to agree before you ask me the question. Hey, you, you may not disclose any information about what I'm asking about and who's asking, and you may not tell anyone else this information. I will also say he brought his whiskey drink in with mm-hmm. him, and Nika's just in the background, like, watching and sipping at her drink. Uh, these are terms that I can agree to. No. May I see the gold butter? I this I will retcon because that's just annoying. We're having to run back. I just have a gold bar on me. You from also the, from have the safe. You have some from the Forgotten Caverns, the dwarven mines oh, you went that's through. Right. You already yeah. have, I think, three of them in there. I forgot about that. And so yeah, I just pull. Yeah, I just pull one out and hand it to him. Still stamped with the old uh, Gold Thunder Clan. Too. Yeah, he takes a moment and he actually pulls out a monocle. Why, I'll be. This is old driven gold. Aye. Ancient, I might even say, as he kind of rubs some of the smudging off. Aye. Consider the um, extra value incentive to keep your word. I can do such a thing as he finds one of his side satchels to s- stick the bar into. Now, what could be worth such a prize? Where can I find Brim Corrin? <laughs> you certainly are very bold. Why, pray tell, are you searching for such a man? I'm going to slit his fucking throat. He holds up his drink for you to cheers. Yeah, and I hold up mine that I also brought with me. I believe, young dwarf, we're going to be friends. Okay, Berta and Lou, you begin to trace the markings as you make your way around this inner part of the under public square. In the middle, it makes almost like a basin with the amount of water that's run through, and it sounds like there is some kind of connection to like an underground waterway. Of course, there is still dry stone on the edges, Mm -hmm. so you're able to follow that along the wall leading over to that tunnel. So you find the tunnel, your 15 survival continues to follow the tracks. Do you enter the tunnel? Yeah. Absolutely. This is the one that leads west Mm -hmm. toward the Octocrate Keep, toward the headquarters. Lou, you don't quite recognize these tunnels, but you know that the prison you were being kept in was underground. You continue forward 50 feet. There's nothing. You continue forward another 100 feet. Still nothing. Do you continue forward? We've come this far. Yeah. Let's continue forward. So you pause for a second. You continue forward. Yet another 50 feet. Another 100. You've gone 200 feet into this tunnel. Give me a perception check. 18. 25. Damn. The 18 at least notices those breaks and those chips Mm -hmm. are becoming larger and larger, almost as if the weight of whatever is above it is beginning to create kind of larger Mm -hmm. 
uh, breaks in this tunnel, and you notice that in just about 30 feet or so, there is more of a cave-in. There's still space to continue forward, but it is going to turn into more difficult terrain. The 25 hears the continued skittering of something about 40 feet in front of you. I kind of crouch down a little bit, and I just lean over to Berta. I hear something forward, about 40 feet up ahead. Does it sound like the same sort of... Yeah. (sighs) (laughs) A chill runs down Berta's spine, remembering. Do we want to keep going, then? If we're going to take him, we're going to take him now. For sure. And even if we don't, then we'll at least be at the Viper's headquarters, perhaps? If we can get him before he gets there, we can take him, come back, maybe even question him. Okay, okay, okay. Let's go. Let's go. All right. As you reach the cave-in, it seems to be blocking about four feet, and then the cave-in has burst the right-hand wall, so you jut right, but there's about two feet of space. So instead of going straight on, you do have to go to your side and kind of wriggle your way through this part awkwardly. So I need both of you to make me either athletic or acrobatics checks. And then on top of that, give me a perception check. A 10 acrobatics and a 14 perception. 23 for athletics. What's your perception check? That is a critical 33. Oh my <laughs> god. Okay. How this plays out. Berta, I hate to do this to you. It's the leg, isn't it? Do it's you? the leg. <laughs> you continue forward. Suddenly the peg leg between two broken stones and you just think to yourself, fuck, not again. You're getting it free, trying to be as quiet as possible. Lou, you continue forward. You're about 20... Now about 30 feet ahead, this is right around the point where you heard that skittering. You realize with the cave-in at this point, there's not just room to your left and right for a few feet. It goes up and up. There's no light, but you cannot see the end of the darkness above you. And just as you take one more step into this area, falling toward you, elongated claws, fangs open, red, blood red eyes leaping at you. (gasps) Alright, it is going to be an athletics contest as it tries to grapple you. It literally is just trying to like wrap its claws around you and its legs around your torso. Okay. 17. It wraps around you. (laughs) It too got a 17. Damn! The tie, though, goes to the defender. (gasps) What's the last move you make to get this thing off of you? As it latches around me, my sleeves just burst as my claws start to just form as my arms grow hairier and my maw gets sharper. And I latch onto it with both claws. Give me that second athletics check as we'll go to your turn. So you're trying to grapple it back. 26. Yeah. 
it got a seven. So what it thought was a success and had its jaws unhinged, right? An inhuman amount open and about to close in to drain your life. Suddenly, your claws go in. Not enough to deal HP damage, but you pull it off of you, right? And you've got it hanging from your claws. I will now give you an attack. My maw just grows wide as I take a bite directly into its shoulder. (laughs) Roll with advantage. This thing is flailing in your arms. (sighs) 19. That hits its AC. Go ahead and roll your damage. 19 points of damage, 15 points of necrotic damage. All right. You bite down. Where are you biting? Directly into its shoulder, right around its collarbone, in an attempt to clamp down, breaking the collarbone, the shoulder, everything right there. That arm is useless now. For sure. Uh, That is enough damage to do that. So you render its right arm useless as you clamp down, biting in. As the necrotic energy escapes from your fangs into its body, you realize that it is not the same effect as with other victims. I knew that. Still does damage, though. Mm-hmm. I just think this is all happening while I'm still desperately trying to get my yes. peg leg unstuck. I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, I was going to say, oh, acrobatics <laughs> check to get free, and if you, if so, you will also get an action. Okay. 12. You needed a 10. It wasn't like stuck, stuck. Mm-hmm. It was just enough to hold you back while this interaction happened. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, doosh, you are able to break it out couple of chips on the side, but you don't have time to worry about that as you hear the tussle in front of you. They're about 20 feet ahead. You can see its head hanging above your comrades. Mm -hmm. If you wanted, you could get a ranged attack. So if you had like a pistol or something. Mm -hmm. I don't want to kill him though, because we wanted to question him. You're right. And if the only thing I can see is his head. Uh Uh-huh. That's 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 not good. That's not good. <laughs> I can't make a non-lethal headshot. You should try to shoot one of his fangs out. Ooh. Mm. He's also undead. You could. This I, is true. This I is could true. add to its AC. If you get the higher AC, you can do the non-lethal damage. Okay. I would like to take a non-lethal headshot if that is possible. Beautiful. <laughs> I love to hear it. Uh, give me that roll at your proficiency and your dexterity. It's uh, only a 14. Ooh, yeah, that misses both. You just get a dummy shot off. Like, you've just gotten free and... Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you have a second action, though? I should. Yes, I do. Every shot at this guy's a dummy shot. (laughs) 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 Um, As a captain, you for sure have two (gasps) flintlock pistols. It's a 27. Uh, Critical critical hit. Fuck yeah! All right. Crit, 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 crit. You do just as Colin said. You... Through the the right fang, through the cheek, roll me that damage to try to put this guy out in a non-lethal way. How do you guys do critical damage? First it one's full. The, yeah, the first one's full. So I believe a flintlock pistol is a D10. Yes. So oh. the first one's full. Roll another D10. Add your dexterity bonus to that. Pack any D10s. I've got some you for you. <laughs> There's one right there. Let's roll two D5s. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so that is going to be... <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> 22 points of damage. That'll do it. it nice. Literally, like, to the T, like, barely a hit point left, but enough to knock it unconscious. Okay, to okay. the teeth. I was, I was about to say it. I was about to say it. <laughs> it's fang gone. Whole right cheek 
bursts with that bullet. You then hear it bounce off of the rocks beyond it as it has gone through the blood leaving it and its undead eyes rolling back as it falls limp in your claws, Lou. I'm also like looking at Lou like, I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, something I picked up. Pretty impressive. Yeah, it's a long story. Uh, Sounds like it. I think we'll be good friends there, young dwarf. May I... May I get your name? You know mine. I don't know yours. My name is Kaloon, the Entertainer. Hmm. The Iron Throat. That's what they also call me. In fact, let's go with that one. (laughs) That is a name I've heard. Did you happen to play a part in the last High Tide Festival's performance? I believe you were Ivan Bartley Barrel. I was. I. It was an honor to play an ancestor of mine. You have secrets upon secrets. And your friend here, what is her name? Uh, Nika. And Nika waves. Yes, it is a pleasure to meet you. I love watching this banter, right? That's what it's called? Aye, yes. Good word. Uh. Fantastic. Keep it up. And Ezra just kind of like nods. I thank you. Anyway, you're asking about the old Captain Corum. Aye. Seems you've got your head about you. Even though I haven't seen you about in this town for quite some time. No, it's been a very odd year. However, Brim just happened to be here. Hmm. I knew that much. I do not know where he's staying. <laughs> he's incurred debt with me and mine, and I expect to have that paid in full by the end of the night. As a pirate, a former pirate of the Lock Isles, I understand owing someone a debt. Not exactly something you want on your shoulders. I understand the reprieve you seek. I, in fact, I plan on taking his debt right off his shoulders. <laughs> if you know what I mean. And he takes a big puff of his cigar. I, yes. I may be able to help you with this, if you so choose. That's what I paid you for. And it is good money. But do you mean more than information? No one who has served time on the Lock Islands doesn't have a grudge against old Brim. Anyone who has respect for Henry and anyone who served her. And at that, like, his eyes get real sad and give me a insight check. Hey there, sad eyes. 18. Yeah, you can tell he has lost someone. Maybe not directly to Brim, but maybe an associate of Brim's. And it might work to your advantage. Uh, I actually, so I just say that. Colin's not a very subtle guy. Sure. Ah, it seems as though you've lost someone. Or maybe Brim owes you a debt as well. I there's one who works closely with him. Who put a bullet through an old friend of mine's head. (gasps) 
Can you elaborate? His eye ducts fill with water. It's a bit painful still, as it happened not too long ago. He wipes at his left eye. But uh, an old close friend of mine, name of Abram, fell to the dark priest in the mutiny. Hmm. Now, is this dark priest there with him currently? Uh, word is Brim pulled back into port a couple days ago here. His ship sitting over there in Midport. But uh, my sources say the dark priest does not walk with him. Hasn't been sighted since since he left for the Battle of Lake Feanor. Aye, well, so I can no promise retribution for Abram, but I was also a good friend of Abram's. In fact, he's... Mm. The one that sailed us across the Chasm Sea. I was part of the expedition last year. Oh. And also, if you want to meet him, I guess you can just go back to Adamsport. And uh, he's kind of like a ghost now, but, you know, he's he's intelligible. You can speak with him and stuff, if you'd like. I, I just need a quick second to process the information you're giving me. I, Oh, Abram and I, we were very close. Very close. Oh, like how close? The kind of close that when it ended, it didn't end well. Oh, well, then maybe you don't want to see him. I'm just telling you the options there, if you do. Aye, but the hurt, hurt goes deep nonetheless. I will help you on this mission, as Brim is a perfect bastard. And he flicks away the butt of the of his cigar. I must uh, be showing you something now. You too will be following me. And he gets up and scrapes the chair back. Instead of going back through the swinging door, there's another door that leads deeper into the brewery. He opens that door and you see just these giant vats built into the infrastructure, almost like a warehouse of this building. You know, you recognize this similar to Booten Lake. Yeah. He says, now while I do make me own stuff here, I do smuggle in quite a bit of Booten Lake, as you could tell. Barrel and barry, Booten Lake, all very similar. I... Those who don't want to be associated, though, can come to my establishment, right? But in order to get the pirate's beer into the city, we use some underground smuggling tunnels back from the dwarves, using it during the Orcish War. Oh, okay. I happen to have access to these tunnels. It's just back here. And he continues walking. You can tell he's gained his composure at this point and leads you all back behind one of the last brewing vats. It looks like just a cutout of the wooden wall that's been established, but it's part of that 
because you took stairs down to reach the vat, so it looks like it was part of a more basement-ish type. So, you know, you had to walk down into the earth. You continue through the vats, turn left, and he knocks on a few different parts of it, and then he pushes just the right way, and it swivels on a middle cylinder, right? And just enough for each of you to fit through. I want to cast a third level spell called Sending and send a message to Berta. And so it's a short message of 25 words or less to a creature in which I'm familiar. Berta, I am at the Barrel and Barley Brewery. The owner, Ezric, is helping us with our mission. Come here if you can. As he's sending that message, you have just got the shot off and it collapsed. Okay. Your timing could be less perfect. We're below the city with a vampire. 